On that day in 1914, a young girl banged on the door of the Hôpital de la Miséricorde on Dorchester Boulevard. She was pudgy and had round apple cheeks and blonde ringlets. She was only 12 years old. Her older cousin, Thomas, had gone overseas to France to fight. She had been crazy about him since she was a tiny thing. He was wild and did handstands and took her to see bands in the park on Sundays. He was brave and always told her that he would like to be a soldier some day. He had come over to her home one afternoon the previous winter and had said that he would give her a medical exam to see if she was fit for active duty, the way that boys had to do. She had really wanted to know whether she could have been a soldier too if she were a boy. He'd said he had to stick his penis inside her to test her internal temperature. When he was done, satisfied with her perfect health, he had handed her a little red ribbon that had come off a cake box. Then he pinned it to her jacket as a badge of honor for the consummation of her grand service to her country. When the Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated, Thomas prayed for months that Canada would declare war to get away from his pregnant cousin. Her parents sent her to the Hôpital de la Miséricorde. Every day there were young, pregnant girls lining up outside the hospital with their big bellies that they could no longer hide from their families. They had been thrown out of their houses. Some had had time to pack their suitcases first. Others had just been pulled by their hair and tossed out the door. The girls showed up with handprints from their fathers on their faces, bruises they tried to hide beneath their pretty blonde curls or straight dark hair. They looked like porcelain dolls that had fallen out of favor with their children. These girls had thrown their whole lives away just to have five lovely minutes on a back staircase. Now, with strangers living in their bellies, they had been sent into hiding by their parents while the young fathers went about their business, riding bicycles and whistling in the bathtub. That's what this building had been established for out of a great kindness for these miserable wenches. The nuns gave the girls aliases when they came in through the big doors of the Hôpital de la Miséricorde. They said that the names were for the girls' own protection, but they obviously had the added role of humiliating the girls and reminding them of their new, scorned, and sinful status. There were girls named Chastity and Salome and Dismal. The apple-cheeked girl was christened Ignorance by the nuns, she became known as Iggy. She had no regard for the fact that she had a pot belly with the most precious package in the world inside it. She wrestled a cat one day. Another day she leaped from one bed to the other as though they were ice flows. She did cartwheels down the hall. The nuns tried their very best to stop her. They had occasion to wonder whether she could be so remarkably naive, or if she was trying to have a miscarriage, thinking somewhat irrationally that she would get out of there early. When the baby boy was born blue, it didn't surprise anyone. He looked like a stillborn baby. The doctor checked the pulse. There was not a sound coming from the boy's heart. The doctor put his hand in front of the mouth to check for breath, but there was nothing. They left the baby on the table, its arms at its sides. Its bow legs fell open. The priest didn't know what happened to these babies in limbo. He waved his rosary over him, did his funeral rites, he turned away from him. He would take the baby away in his large handbag that he kept especially for such occasions. He would have him buried behind the church in a bread box. You didn't have to have fancy coffins for this kind of death. Then, strangely and surreally, 
The boy's penis began to rise straight up, and then the baby coughed out a cry. Color began to appear in his skin, and his limbs twitched. The erection had brought him back from the dead. The priest wasn't sure whether he was witnessing a miracle. Was this the work of God, or was it the work of the devil? When the nun from the Hôpital de la Miséricorde brought Iggy's baby to the orphanage to spend the rest of his childhood, she told the nuns there to watch out for him. His mother had been trouble, and even though he was nothing but a baby, they were sure there was something not quite right about the boy. A black cat was at the nuns' feet and followed them in. All the male babies at the orphanage were named Joseph. It was thus also an imperative to come up with nicknames for them— the nuns at the orphanage called this baby Pierrot because he was so pale and he always had a rather stupid grin on his face.